Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain, and I'm excited about today's episode with you. It's a question we get a lot, and it has to do with reducing the stress and anxiety of our current environment, specifically four different pillars to be able to mitigate and reduce and be able to face these challenging, turbulent times, to come out of it with greater peace of mind, greater productivity, greater positivity, and greater performance. And have this conversation with us. We have a very special guest. It is Dr. David Rabin. He's an MD, PhD, he's a neuroscientist, board certified psychiatrist. And he's been studying the impact of chronic stress in humans for over a decade. And he's also the chief innovation officer at Apollo Neuroscience, and which has developed a scientifically validated wearable technology that actively improves energy, who doesn't want that, improves focus, improves relaxation, and using a very novel touch therapy that signals safety to the brain. And that's actually how we met. You know, many of you who read Limitless know that um, I suffer from uh, and struggle with a sleep apnea, severe sleep apnea, where I wake up numerous times a day because I stop breathing. And I've tried all, you know, all these different things, CPAP devices and different um, modalities. And, and I came across this technology and it, it has a soothing effect. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us on the Quick Brain Show. Thanks so much for having me, Jim. I'm very grateful to be here with you. You talk about these four pillars and I wanted to talk about it a little bit because you know our audience loves taking action and they love practical bite-sized tips because the reason why our show is only 20 minutes or less is because people's time, they are so busy and we don't wanna to add to their plate. We wanna give them something informative, instructional, you know, empowering. So can we go through those, those four pillars? Absolutely. So the four pillars are, and, and I should say every, almost every major religion or health discipline, including, you know, Buddhism, which I wouldn't call a religion, but uh, has an, a, a similar four group of three or four things that they call pillars or, or, um, you know, uh, stabilizing skills that are cognitive emotional skills that we can use to help improve our health that we fundamentally have control over that have been passed down for thousands of years. The four pillars that really resonated with me that I use with all of my clients and that have really changed my life personally are self-gratitude, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, and self-love. And it's these four pillars when practiced together, really in that order from starting with self-gratitude as the most fundamental because it's the 
It's the easiest for us to grasp and to express on a regular basis just by being grateful for being here today, for being having the opportunity to sit together and to be graceful together, right? To be able to share a conversation together, to be able to take a breath in this moment and take a pause and breathe is these little things that allow us to feel grateful actually create a tremendous amount of positive uh, release of neurotransmitters in our brain that help us feel safe and help us feel in control. I, I think it's really wonderful to sensitize and have this self-awareness. So you're recommending people actually take out a journal or some piece of paper, handwrite it and, and write down things like self-gratitude, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-love, and that, that sense it's, because the first step for any kind of transformation is, is conscious, mindful awareness, right? And then they could use, start to change the language that they use throughout the day when they face with challenge, instead of saying, oh, I gotta do this. I'm so, I have so much anxiety because I got to, but then, you know, gotta pick up the kids. I gotta help them with their studies. I, I gotta work out, I gotta whatever. But changing maybe some got to a grateful word like get, I get to do these things. I get to pick up my kids today. I get to work out today. Those little things can make a big difference. Exactly. It's all about perspective, right? And perspective is one of those things that we have exquisite control over when we recognize that we do. When people think about the four pillars, the most common mistake that we make is we look at the four pillars and we say, oh, I have already mastered those. I'm great at doing those for other people all the time, yeah. right? And, and that's really common. And even I, my, you know, myself, when I read them the first time, I thought the same thing. Uh, but I think the challenge therein lies that are we really, are we really master, like masters of those skill sets with others if we are unable or unpracticed at providing them to ourselves? Forgiveness is literally about thinking about ourselves from the standpoint of the way we would think about our best friend telling us that they did something wrong or they see themselves in a way that is very negative or very self-critical and saying, it's okay. You know, you're, I'm doing the best I can and I'm not going to be perfect every time. No one can be perfect every time. There's no such thing as perfect. We just do the best we can. We try not to take things personally. We try not to make expectations, but we will make mistakes and we need forgiveness to be able to make mistakes so that we can learn from those mistakes. If we don't have forgiveness, then we actually trap ourselves in the mistake itself. We trap ourselves in that fear of failure. How would you define compassion then? Self-compassion. So self-compassion is, is linked to forgiveness in the way that I just described, but the best way to think about compassion is patience for ourselves. So it's patience and, it, and, and compassion, self-compassion balances our self-critic that part of ourselves is always like, work harder, do better, you're not doing enough. Um, not really focused on mistakes in the past, but, but the self-critic that's focused on the right now and the future, the, our, that must be balanced with our self-compassionate side. And, these, and, and we perform the best when our self-compassion is balanced with a little bit of self-criticism, um, just like when our peak performance is balanced with some peak recovery, then we don't burn out, right? And so self-compassion, the, the ultimate manifestation of it, which is actually why it's so challenging, is because patience is infinite, right? 
you can never completely master patience because patience is really that true acceptance of things are as they should be and things will unfold as they will over time. Mm. Oh, I love you integrating patience. That's something that, that everybody has to, uh, to embrace more of, especially during these times. And I feel like that, uh, you know, when we're on this journey to reveal and realize our fullest potential, sometimes it doesn't happen right away. What about the fourth pillar? So the fourth pillar is self-love. Self-love in a lot of ways is the culmination of the three pillars before it. So what we do is by practicing these emotional, spiritual, mental skills of self-gratitude, self-forgiveness, and self-compassion is we strengthen our sense of trust in ourselves, the ability to trust ourselves, to overcome challenge, to face stress, to adapt, and to really get to know our intuition, to get to know our intuitive self, and to trust the messages that our intuitive self is trying to send us, right? Which we call gut feelings, or we feel them as chills or tingles. People have different senses of what they get from intuition. But the point is that there's a part of ourselves deep down in there, all of us are born with, that is sending us information all the time. And we're not always listening because we weren't necessarily taught how to listen or we weren't taught to trust that information when it's coming in. We were taught to trust only what comes in here and here, right? So, so the practice of those first three pillars is really critical to form that foundation of trust that culminates in the fourth pillar, which really stabilizes that foundation, which is self-love. It means being able to provide love to yourself unconditionally, without hesitation or reservation, and without asking anything in return. And when we can show that love to ourselves, knowing that we deserve it, all of a sudden, our ability to show that love truly, safely to others in our lives becomes much more accessible to us. You know, you used a word that I want to call out um, in a good way. You used the word safety, people feeling safe. And we know how important that is because, you know, especially, you know, during difficult times, to be able to feel safe so you could go in that parasympathetic rest and digest so you could feel safe to to go and and grow your business to be vulnerable in a relationship to be able to get a good night's sleep you know i mentioned in the beginning of this that you created a technology that actually i use the word safety you know feeling safe um, I wanted to, um, people have asked me when I, when I, okay, I'm just going to show this. If you're watching this on YouTube, which I recommend you, so you, you also subscribe. I have, I have one of your units here. It's, it's called Apollo. And, uh, you know, I wrap it on either my wrist or sometimes uh, when I, when I go to sleep, I'll put it on my ankle. And tell me about this technology. You as a, as a chief innovation officer, as a co-founder, what, um, how does, how does something like this work and how does it, how does it create a sense of, of safety in our nervous system so we could, we could be at our best? So safety is everything with respect to thriving and having a good life, but also with respect to functional cognition, like a lot of the work that you talk about and how to expand our cognition, reach our full mental capacity. This is all about safety. 
And I think one of the main things, and this is the main thing that I learned in my, in my years of training, you know, over the last 20 years, I've been studying chronic stress now for probably closer to 15 years. And I think what's really fascinating is what is, it's not about whether or not, or asking ourselves whether or not we're capable of achieving a higher level of functioning. It's about asking ourselves, what is stopping us from achieving a higher level of functioning, right? What are the blockers along the way that we could easily remove to allow ourselves to access more of this and more of this in concert, right? Working together, working in synchrony um, without, without roadblocks. And the thing that stood out to me more than anything else, which is where Apollo came from, was working with client, uh, patients and clients who mostly veterans who had addiction disorders, depression, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder that just weren't recovering that with this treatments we were told to use for them, the gold standard Western treatments, the medicine, the psychotherapy, it worked a little bit, but you know, it wasn't doing the trick for people enough. And they would leave the off, they would feel good in the office. They'd leave the office and they'd feel like crap again, right? And and they and and when you ask them, you know, why do you feel good with me in the office? when we're making eye to eye contact and having an empathic conversation. Um, and then you feel not good and you start to relapse and have your symptoms come back as almost as soon as you walk out the door mm. and everyone invariably said, I don't feel safe out there. I do not feel safe out there. And in here with you, after getting to know you a little bit and having some, some conversations, you know, I feel safe with you. I feel like I can tell you my deepest, darkest secrets and you're not going to judge me for it. And you're not going to look at me differently for it. And I can start to process some of the stuff that got me here. Um, and so during that time of working with these people, which was mostly between 2014 and 2018 at the University of Pittsburgh, we had the idea of, well, it, if, we can, if we're only helping people in the office, but not outside of the office, then we're not doing a well, good enough job, right? So is it possible to create something that could help people feel safer outside of the office to free up some of those cognitive resources that might otherwise be focused entirely on survival because they're stressed, so stressed out and they don't feel safe by reminding them that they're safe in any way so that they can have more access to their cognitive capacity, to their, to their full human functioning potential. And so we played with everything. We played with sound, music, vibration, electricity, um, and we really gravitated towards touch because even older than music, music is as old as humanity, but even older than music is touch, which goes back, you know, similar to Eric Kandel's work, probably hundreds of millions of years, definitely tens of millions of years to ancient mammals. And the reason why touch is so interesting is because touch signals safety to the brain more quickly and more powerfully than any other single thing that we experience in, in our lives. And we know this from the moment that we're born when our, when our parents hold us and we don't know, and we're so vulnerable. We don't know any connection to anything in the world. We don't understand anything. And yet our mothers or our fathers or parents hold us. And all of a sudden we feel safe. Right. This, and this is, and, and this is pre-conscious, right? It's not, it's not conscious. We're not even aware of it. It's pre-conscious or subconscious. So we started to evaluate that and we figured out during this 2014 to 2018 timeframe that there were very specific patterns of vibration, as you said, these soothing, uh, 
soothing vibrations that feel kind of like a cat purring on your body or kind of feel like somebody holding your hand on a bad day or giving you a hug or an ocean wave washing over you. Everybody has a different um, memory association feeling, which, which is why I, I love that Maya Angelou quote that you posted today. Um, because we remember those feelings, right? We remember those feelings. We don't remember what we hear necessarily. We don't remember what we see or what people do, but we remember the feeling. Yeah. That feeling is hard, is hardwired or ingrained into our system on a very deep level. And so when you provide a signal to the body, like this gentle, soothing vibration, all of a sudden, to the skin, all of a sudden, even though it's on your wrist or your ankle, yeah. the, the amygdala and the emotional cortex that detects the emotional context of a situation starts to recognize, hey, guy, wait a minute. If I have time to pay attention to this feeling of the soothing vibration right now or the feeling of this, this ocean wave or the feeling of a loved one giving me a hug, yeah. I can't possibly be running from a lion in this moment. And then the amygdala settles down and then all of the all of the brain capacity that we have that is that is trapped in the fear box when we're stressed out and overwhelmed and, and our brains are perceiving threat from the environment starts to free up cognitive resources for everything else we want to do during our day. Dave, it's, it's remarkable for people who want to see this actual band uh, for this Apollo unit. They could go to jimquick.com uh, forward slash Apollo. And you could go there and, it, and it's it's wonderful. one thing to be able to describe it, whether it's a wave or it's a cat purring or it's like getting a great hug from a loved one. And it's another to be able to experience and actually feel it. So we actually arranged with your team when they go there, uh, Apollo is A-P-O-L-L-O, jimquick.com, of course, Apollo that they actually get a, a nice discount on their unit as well. So you could, you could experience it to be able to believe it. So you can go to GM, jimquick.com forward slash Apollo. And I would actually challenge everybody to take a screenshot of this and um, and also watch it on, on YouTube. We always put the full interview on YouTube. So we go in iTunes and Spotify, we always keep it to 20 minutes or less because people binge listen to everything, you know, on their, on their commutes and on their workout and everything. But you can watch the full unedited version on, on YouTube uh, at our, at our channel. So you can actually see the units and then get more of these detailed uh, conversation with with Dave, um, and going going talking about this. It's it's such you know that's what our goal is to provide people with tools, these bite size, not a lot of time or attention or resources to be able to get multiple rewards. So I would challenge everyone to take a screenshot of whatever you're listening to right now, and tag us both in it and share one of the the four pillars. You know what what's going to be something that you want to be able to develop. Because when you post it and share it, there's this thing called the explanation effect. When we explain it or share it with other people, then we get even more benefit and we get to know it even better. And um, David, what, what is your, your social media that you're on the most or you're, you're in your team? Um, probably Instagram and Twitter. I think Twitter right. at Dave Rabin, Instagram at Dr. David Rabin. Perfect, amazing. And we'll put all of this in the show notes as we often do, as we always do. And we'll put links uh, for people to check out more about um, your amazing technology as well as the, with, uh, so they could also earn their discount at uh, jimquick.com forward slash notes. David, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks so much for having me, Jim. It was a pleasure. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? 
If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.